Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average Joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are in week number three of the college football season. Um, this is your boy, Chuck. Uh, hey, Lane, are you there, man? Did you show up tonight? I did show up tonight. We already in week three. We are already in week three. Wow. Can this you is believe flying it? by, man. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, big week for the... For the fun belt last weekend, huh? It was a huge week. How about them fun belt guys? I'll tell you this, though, man. Like, I'm happy for the conference, I guess. But there's, like, an immense sense of jealousy that I have, too. Like, I don't really know how to – I mean, I'm not used to other teams in my conference being good. So, I don't really know how to take it. Like, like all I could think was how much fun this would be if we had beaten Miami. Could and we could be one of the ones that everyone's talking about. That everybody's too. talking about. Yeah, three three Sun Belt teams knocking off. Especially uh, when Marshall did it. Like, it's uh, one thing for, like, App State to do it. Like, that's cool. But when Marshall did it, I was like, come on now. You know, did like. You, did you see the meme of, uh, it was uh, Matthew McConaughey, and then I can't think of the other guy. They, they were in the movie, the We Are Marshall, and they're like, this is the team we built. Yeah. That was I really mean, funny. I'm really impressed, honestly. Like, it's super impressive. I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just really jealous of them. I just wish we had been one of the teams everyone's talking about. I'm, well, uh, I, I'm, I'm new to this whole other teams in my conference being good thing, I think. And I'm not quite great. to the point. I'm not quite to the point where I accept other conference wins as a win for my team, I guess. I don't for know. Sure. For sure. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. I just, I see it and like, I'm happy for the conference, but I'm also just like, you know, what could have been, we could have had four teams with a huge win, you know? So maybe we'll get back on track. Hopefully we will tomorrow and we will, uh, you know, we'll get a little win streak rolling here and, and we'll be one of the talked about teams in the, in the fun belt. We will, man. It's going to start this weekend. I feel it. But uh, you actually have a guest to uh, introduce to us, so I'm going to let you do that before we dive into uh, the show. Yeah, man. Uh, The guest for tonight is Joseph Clearman. (laughs) Joseph and I, uh, we go to church together, and uh, he's a student at Southern Miss, and we play softball together, don't we, Joseph? We do. Yeah, man. Our softball team was, uh, it's about the best average softball team you've ever seen. That's, uh, that's, that's about right. <laughs> Joseph, let me ask you this question. I, I was short a guy one night for softball, and I called Lane. I was like, hey, you want to come play with us? And he said, yeah, man, what time did be there? Our game's at 730. I was like, be there about 715. You want to stretch and warm up a little bit? He comes walking up at 745. You're like, that's- does he do that hey. with y'all too? Yeah, I mean, he'll show up maybe the bottom of the first or the top. Sometimes he's on time, but sometimes he will show up the second. Yeah, get there when you can, Lane. Get well, there the when way you can. I see it is this, you know, like 
you know, does a dog stretch before it chases a car? No, right? No, it doesn't. Just walk out there and get after it. You know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) now as far as being late for the start of the inning, I don't know about that. But, you know, uh, I will say this. Everything starts hurting more the older I get. So, enjoy it while it lasts, Joseph, because, you know, uh, Wednesday mornings after a Tuesday night game are pretty sore. They are. So, all right. Well, uh. Joseph, uh, we always like to ask our guests these questions here, so I'm going to go ahead and fire these off. I have the privilege, if you will, of asking you these questions. Uh, The first one is, why are you an everyday eagle? I guess the obvious answer is I go to Southern Miss, and so I'm there every single day. But I've loved Southern Miss since I could remember, and you know, I think every single day I want to put on a Southern Miss shirt and represent Southern Miss because I see all these other people wearing different schools and I just love Southern Miss that much. Mm. That's the dimension right there of Southern Miss. It's, it's irritating, mm. isn't it? Folks wearing it other schools and stuff who are students there. I remember I used to get so irritated at that. But um, you're from the area, right, Joseph? I am. I'm from Oak Grove. I played baseball there and I grew up in Hattiesburg my entire life. Good deal. See, we broke the pedal uh, trend we had the, there, the Chuck. Tree, yeah, we broke it. That's good. We broke the trend. <laughs> we, had, we had one pedal guest after another on the show for a while. And, right. You know, so we, we had to be a little more diverse in our selections, I guess, this week. Um, so here's our next one here, Joseph. What's your favorite Southern Miss moment? Um, I have two. I would say the first one would be 2011 against Houston, that conference championship game. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed that entire game I just beating up on Case Keenum and that team they, they had a chance to go to the Sugar Bowl and we kind of ruined that and then I'd also say like 2016 conference championship against Rice and the Chucky Robinson spike and the dog pile and everything that was really really fun oh yeah yeah, I, w- I would venture to say that though Pete was more energetic at that win than we were at the LSU Regional like Possibly. there was just it was something special about winning that conference tournament, getting that play at home. Man, I remember looking out; and people were just everywhere. Yeah, it was so um, much fun. It was it was great. What was special was we beat Wade Graham. <laughs> to Wayne. me, that was what was special. But yeah, that was that was a fun one too, no doubt. But I imagine it won't be many episodes before somebody throws out a well this past year. Playing LSU in the regional, you know. So yeah, we've had some fun ones for sure. I know Joseph, you were at those games, huh? I was at every one of them. They were that was those were a few long weekends for sure. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I remember worth seeing it. Though. It was worth it. It was so much fun. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, we're ready to get started with some segments of the show right here, Joseph. The first one is the Holy Cow Player of the Game. Holy cow! Well, I'm going to say that my holy cow has got to go to Malik Shorts and the defense. Um, you know, Shorts had, I think, 13 total tackles on the game, seven solo tackles. Uh, but the defense as a whole had four sacks and eight tackles for loss. Uh, I think Dalen Gill had seven tackles, two solo, and uh, two tackles for loss. So he, he really showed out, too. But I, I'd give it to the whole defense as a whole. I to keep Miami to thirty points, um, I think I think they did a good job. I'm, I'm gonna say the defense. I was very impressed. And Chuck Short's got another pick. 
according to stat. He did. He did. I think he got an interception. Yes, he did. And that's two game. Both games we played, he's had picks and he's had twelve plus tackles. So, I mean, at what point? At what point are we looking at like defensive player of the year awards? Do you think? Like, are we getting close to that? We got to be. Well, I think we got to be. You know, like I, I hadn't looked at the other players in the conference or anything, but he's got to be in the talks to be a top player in the conference on defense. He's got to be. Yeah. I mean, he's unbelievable. All right. Well, uh, Joseph, who? what player from this past weekend made you say, holy cow? So when I was watching the game, the Demarcus Jones catch, I think I literally stood up and said, holy cow. So I would go with that. But also Jason Brownlee was – Really, really good. He was he had five catches for 102 yards, and right. So, and it felt like Zach Wilkie could just throw it up to Jason Brownlee, and he was going to bring it down. And there was nothing really the defender could do except shove him down. And so, I would say Demarcus Jones and Jason Brownlee were both really, really good on Saturday. Absolutely, he was. Guys, I don't think anybody can cover Brownlee. Yeah. No, they can't. But- you know, and I thought the first game we didn't use Brownlee enough, so I, I was happy to see um, Brownlee getting some targets and to have over 100 yards receiving is great. Well, I think Wilkie enjoyed throwing to him because Brownlee had 11 targets oh. on the day. <laughs> he yeah. was thrown to 11 times. So I think, uh, Chuck, I think they, I think the coaching staff and Wilkie probably agreed with you from week one because there was a distinct turnaround. They, they did. It has targets from weeks one to two. And there was also some good tight end plays done. I don't know if you remember me texting you saying, how about that tight end? You know, I think so. I think they listened you to did. the show last week. Like, hey, we're tight ends that. had two catches, actually. And uh, <laughs> yeah. one of them was for a big first down early in the game. Big first down. To, to keep a drive yeah. going, a scoring drive, I believe. So, um, All right. And then my holy cow player, I'm going to give it to Zach Wilkie. Uh, he had a great game. He went 16 for 27 for 207 yards, one touchdown, one interception, uh, 59% completion percentage. Obviously, when you got Jason Brownlee, that helps a lot. And Caston and mm-hmm. have had big plays for him, too. But he distributed the ball well. Uh, whenever you look at it, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers catching passes. So he was able to distribute the ball well to a lot of different receivers. And if you watch the game, Wilkie really didn't seem phased by the atmosphere. And that's the thing with a true freshman to me that stands out with him is, and, and to me that's my favorite trait of his right now is, he really didn't seem phased by anything. He right. just right. No, he looked he looked very comfortable. He walked out there versus the fifteenth ranked team and just said, I am who I am and I'm gonna do my thing and he rocked and rolled. At at eighteen or nineteen years old, guys. Yeah. Out there on that huge national stage. So I think we got a special football player here with Wilkie. I like him a lot. Um so and I know a lot of people will talk about what we're gonna do with the quarterback plays and all that stuff. Uh you know, I'm not going to jump all over the track. I'm going to say this. Will Hall is in a great situation where he has two very capable quarterbacks because I think Ty's healthy again, right? Is Ty back? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think they said they they took equal snaps at practice the last Yeah, and, since, and guys, we're recording early in the week, okay? I'm sure he will have announced a starter by then. But whoever it is, 
we're in a good spot here with two good quarterbacks. I would hope Southern Miss fans back, whoever the decision is, because I just keep telling myself, as good as Wilkie looked, keep in mind, Ty Keys was the starter at the start of the year for a reason, you know? And so I just look at it. I look at it like that. You know, you look at Wilkie. I just read off his stats to you, 207 yards, one touchdown, one pick, 59% completion percentage. Did it against the number 15 team in the nation. Last season, okay, Ty Keys in his first start was up against Alabama, okay? He went 11 for 24 for 131 yards and two touchdowns and one pick. So we have two quarterbacks here. If you look at their first starts, Wilkie had a few more yards. Keys had an extra touchdown to the stat column, right? Uh, so when you look at it, both of them have been battle-tested with really good defenses. I'm going to back whichever, whichever guy walks out there behind center. That's, that's our quarterback going into Saturday. Uh, I would not be surprised. If Ty Keys is the guy again, okay. Uh, but I think we have a really good situation now. We have two very capable quarterbacks, and that's a really good yeah. situation to be in. I don't really think the super back is a necessary thing anymore, to be honest with y'all. So, uh, yeah, it was very encouraging to see. Any thoughts out of you guys on that? I would say – it's kind of the complete opposite situation we thought from last week. Last week, we didn't know what we had after Ty. And now, you know, you have two really good quarterbacks who can give you a chance to win and distribute the ball well. And Ty didn't have a great week last week. He was only four for eight. But he, you saw flashes from him. And then Zach had a great game to, or a great game this past week, like you said. And so I think it's a good situation to be in. And it's not what you thought you were going to be in last week, if that makes any sense. Let me ask y'all this question. This is, you know, I love Will Hall. I love Southern Miss. This is by no means a diss or question. I guess it is a question, but it's not a diss. So, you know, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Lane, but Zach had the most uh, rushing attempts and the most rushing yards, correct, this past game? Uh, That's right. Looking at it, yes. He had 13 attempts for yeah. 15 yards. Right. And we have one of the best running backs. Um, in the game, I think. I think not just not just in the Sun Belt, not just in the South, but in the game period. I think he's a good running back. Why do you think, and Lane, you're you're an offensive guy. Why do you think that the quarterbacks are keeping it so much and scrambling? Uh, I think they're well. For one, I think some of it is, uh, especially in in the case of Wilkie last week. You got to think in his first start, Will probably had his reads as a quick read and then get what you can. I would think, okay, mm -hmm. now, again, I wasn't in meetings. I don't know. But right. you would think Wilkie kind of had a, a quick make this read. If it's not there, pull it down and go. And I would think that would that would be part of it. Another part of it is, you know, we're a spread offense. Spread offense, you read defensive linemen. Well, I can guarantee you every guy on the field if you're going to read them, it's going to try to take away number three, Frank Gore, when he's in the running back. And right, or when he's in the back, yeah. rightfully so. You know, like if you're coaching a defense, who would you rather run the ball, Zach Wilkie or Frank Gore? I'd rather Zach Wilkie. Exactly, run it. right? Yeah. So anytime we read it, you got to think they're probably going to try to take away Gore. 
because he's such a big weapon. So that's a big reason I think why quarterbacks are pulling it running running it plus Will Hall, you know, he's shown it. He did it several times with Wilkie late in the game. Uh he just likes to design quarterback runs. That's just kind of his MO. He did it at Tulane a lot. Uh it makes some sense if you got a running quarterback because you try to get numbers. Um, you know, you gain a you gain a blocker whenever the running whenever you don't have somebody handing the ball off. They're all running and blocking. So it makes some sense on, on that end too. So yeah, it's not that surprising Wilkie had more attempts. It is surprising he had more yards. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You know, uh, Frank Frank was held to 10 yards on seven attempts. So Miami's defense played really well against our run game. So we didn't we didn't have as good a day as you would have liked to have seen out of the run game. And that happens sometimes. We were up against a really good defense. So I don't know. Does that answer your question, Chuck? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I was just wondering, you know, I think you got to get everybody involved. Um, and if you do go with Wilkie, do you line up Takis out there at all? Uh, I think you got a quarterback. I think, you know, with what we've seen with our receivers, Brown, you're not going to pull off Brownlee. You're not going to pull off Jacarius Casson. You know, I mean, it, it don't really, you know, uh, I wouldn't think you pull out Jones either. So you're kind of in a situation where who would you pull to do it? You know, and so. Mm. It's one of those deals. I think I think he's going to name a starter this week. I think whoever the starter is, whether it be Ty or Zach, uh, they're going to have their – the offense is going to be catered to their style of play. Um, you know, Ty had some success running the ball against Liberty, if you remember early on in that game. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was on design quarterback runs. So, Will likes the design quarterback runs. Uh, we got two guys who I think can do it. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun to see who lines up behind center tomorrow and see yeah. them in action and see how they do. Um, I think we all need to be 100% behind the one that Coach Hall picks because I'm a, I'm a believer in Hall, and I believe he's going to put the guy out there. That. Yeah, I think, I'm a, I think he's going to put the guy out there that gives us the best chance to win, whoever that may be. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Joseph, last word on Miami, man? Um. I don't think so. I would say in his presser on Tuesday, he did say that he would not rule out the possibility of two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. He said that. And then I do think Northwestern State's a good opportunity that to see both point. of them. I think that is a good point. Have uh, playing time at some point. Yeah, I, I actually missed the presser, so I didn't realize he said that. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know anything about that. So maybe they do find both up out there. Oh. You heard it here first. Maybe I don't know. But, you heard it here yeah, first, ladies and gentlemen. That, Lane so. doesn't know anything. Well, that'll be fun. Let's see how he uses them. That's a fun thing to look for this uh, tomorrow is how's he going to use our quarterback. So, and I believe Joseph is going to hit on that in a few minutes anyway. So, um, I think yeah. that would – speaking of that, man, let, uh, Lane, do you have another word you want to say against Miami or you want to close the chapter and move on to the next one? I'll just say this, man. The first half was a lot of fun. It was. And we were not outmatched in the first half. You know, you look at the first half, and we went toe-to-toe, and we traded blows with a top-15 team in the country, and we were every bit as good as them. Um, Obviously, second half, I think Miami's depth started to show a little bit. 
I think we got worn down a little bit, and I think their defensive line in particular started having success. Uh, you know, they got a couple sacks on us and started getting pressure on Wilkie a little bit. And I, and obviously we, we didn't have the run game going, so when you start getting pressure on the quarterback and you can't run, well, you're kind of in a bind. So I think Miami just – I think we came out and stunned them at the start of the game. It feels kind of like that LSU game a few years ago when we were in, in, in Baton Rouge where we came out and kind of stunned them, stunned the home crowd a little bit, showed that we belonged, and then the second half they kind of – they pulled away from us and made it look worse than the game actually was, you know, and I think that's exactly what we saw, what happened. So uh, ready to close the book on this one and hopefully open up a win tomorrow. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and look at our can't wait moment. Can't wait. All right. And so I'll go ahead and get us started with my can't wait moment for this next week. Um, so this next week, guys, I can't wait to see, our defensive front and see what they can do in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback for Northwestern State. Uh, we talked about our defensive line and how we felt like that was going to be a strength of ours this season. Well, guys, last week against Miami, we had four sacks against a pretty good Miami offensive line. Okay. Uh, Northwestern State on the season – has given up six sacks in their two games they played. Um, so I think that is a matchup that we can take advantage of. I think that's a matchup that we have a huge advantage as our defensive front, and I think we're going to see some sacks tomorrow and some quarterback hurries and maybe some turnovers coming from pressure on the quarterback. So I can't wait to see that. All right, uh, Chuck. Go. What about tomorrow makes you say, I just can't wait? Well, I'm going to stick with the defense, too, here, Lane. Um, I'm going to go with how the defense revo- responds to Northwestern State's running game because they don't have a running game. Um, I think their leading uh, rusher has, was it 50 yards? He has 56 yards. They're starting running back. <laughs> 56 yards. They're, they're, they're starting running back. It's 56 yards in two games. Um, so I, I think the pressure that we put on the running game is going to cause, just like you said, some more turnovers. It's going to cause some more um, opportunities to to keep the offense on the field. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. And subpart to that, I'm also excited to see some Southern Miss fans show up to this game. So. If you don't have plans tomorrow, or even if you do, cancel them and come to the Rock. Be there. Be loud. Come early. Tailgate. Come early. Come find us. We'll be out there. I'm in Spirit Park. Right? Come find us. Big guy with a beard. Can't miss me. Right? Can't miss him. Big guy with a beard. Can't miss him either. Come find us. We made made it easy for y'all. Hey, we might be together. You never know. You might be a two-for-one and find us both. Right. So come to the game. Come check it out. Come have a good time. Be loud for the Eagles. Um, and, and, yeah, and I think it's going to, like what you just mentioned, Chug, I think, I think this game has potential to almost be the opposite of what, for us to be on the other side of what happened at Miami where um, – where we stop their run game, make them one-dimensional, and then we pressure their quarterback. Um, I, I do think we have potential to get more pressure on their quarterback than Miami got on ours. 
So I do think it's a it's an opportunity for our defense to really be nasty, if you will, the nasty bunch, uh, to show up and get after this Northwestern State football team. So I dig it. Joseph, what about tomorrow makes you say, I can't wait? I just can't wait to see if we can have a complete game offensively. So, I mean, this past week we had 207 yards passing and only 24 yards rushing. And week one, we had Frank Gore rush for 170-plus yards, but we really didn't have a passing game because Ty went out. So I'm just excited to see if we can put everything together and just have a really complete game against a team that we should do really well against offensively. Um, yeah, their first two games, Joseph, did you catch the scores of their first two games? Yeah, I mean, they gave up 47 points in both of them. So I would yeah. hope we can have a really big game and a high-scoring game and put up a lot of points. The Montana and Grambling State, so absolutely. Oh, so, Eagle fans, come to, come to the Rock tomorrow. You have an opportunity to see maybe some offensive fireworks and a defense get after somebody. Mm-hmm. Why would you not? I say the same thing about students. Students need to show up. Absolutely. Yes. They did you did you go to the? Uh, oh gosh, I'm sorry, Jared Defied. I forgot what you called it. The screaming. I did not. Or? So I was helping my girlfriend move. Okay. Shout during out to that Grace. I got gotcha. you. Deal. I heard they had a pretty good crowd. They did. It looked, it looked yeah. like they had a great crowd. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed in the, the first game when the student section wasn't packed out. All right. Well, any other notables students. about this game with Northwestern State? Anything else you guys want to point out before we move forward? I think this is going to be the turning point for Southern Miss football. Will Hall keeps saying in his pressures, we're so close. We're right there. And I think this is going to be the game where it clicks and um, we just start showing out on the field. I mean, we've got the Brownlee is great. You've got a great running back. You've got two great quarterbacks. Trey Lowe's not a terrible quarterback. I mean, you've got so many great skill position players. We've got defense. We've got offensive line that's, that's holding up pretty strong. I think this is going to be the light switch game. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I- I'll bounce off of that. And he's been saying, like, you're pulling up a wagon up a steep mountain. And I think this is kind of – I don't know if we'll go over the mountain yet, but I do think we will see our team learn how to win and go into the next few games, Tulane and Troy, and have a really good chance to win both of those. I agree. Brady, what you think? Yeah, I think if you've been keeping up with our team the past few years, you can't really deny the fact that we've shown a lot of progress as a football team from when Will Hall took over. Uh So now it's time to actually quit. You know, I mean, and I know it's a rebuilding process. It takes a while, but hopefully tomorrow we can have a big day, big day for the black and gold, and we can – um we can look at this thing and, you know, have a week where we're not sitting here saying, well, you know, we can be positive because we saw this and this. Hopefully tomorrow, after tomorrow, it's we can be positive because we just kicked somebody's tail. Mm. <laughs> you know, and we just, we just want, hopefully we're not sitting here trying to find positives from a loss. We're sitting here looking at a big win 
and looking at what's it going to take to do this again. So, um, you know, rebuilding takes a while, but if you've been keeping up with us the past few years, I think there's a lot of positives here going into this game. Hopefully the oh, big wow. positive is going to be. There are. So, yeah, well, y'all ready to move forward to some pick'ems? Let's pick them. By the way, listeners, this is exciting. Ready? And, and Pate, I'm going to speak it into existence. So I hope we have the ability to do this. <laughs> <laughs> if not, Pate, you just need to Surprise! Wipe if, if not, you need to wipe this segment from the show. All right. So if you're hearing me, listeners, this is possible. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to get Pate to uh, – we're going to get him to post the games that we're picking this week on uh, the, the social media pages and let you guys go ahead and post your picks in there with it. So post a comment, post who you think is going to win. Uh, by the way, only one of us called the Texas A&M upset last week. I'll tell you, and we have actual evidence of this one, Chuck. It was I. So, um, <laughs> you know, try to come in here and outpick them us. Go do it. And, uh, and so let's get started here with yeah, it's a word, Chuck. I just made it one. So <laughs> I don't even I don't even fight anymore, man. I just roll with it. <laughs> I have a lot of fun at the when we're recording, guys. I really no, no. do. So all right. Uh first game here we've got number twelve, BYU at number twenty five, Oregon. Joseph, let's start with you, the guest here. Be our guest and give us your pick. I like BYU. I thought they looked really good against Baylor. And so I think they beat Oregon. I, that's kind of my pick. All right. Chuck. Thoughts? I'm, I'm going to go with BYU as well on the football field. But if we're doing a fashion show, then definitely Oregon Ducks. I mean, nobody beats their uniforms. But on the field, it's going to be BYU. Yeah, BYU ain't the flashiest program either. I wouldn't be picking them for a fashion contest either. So. Right. Um, but yeah. What uh, about you, I'll, Lane? I'll be honest, man. A week ago, I'd have probably gone Oregon, but after what they did to Baylor, I'm going to take BYU. The Cougs messed me up last week in my pickums because I went Baylor and the Cougs came out and uh, sabotaged me. So. Who who picked, who picked Houston to win? Was that was that me? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the yeah. BYU Cougs. Oh yeah, so I am gonna say BYU in this one. Um, Oregon's coach has already come out and said BYU's team has a lot of NFL talent. I think Oregon knows what they're up against. BYU is about to get a fat paycheck for going to Eugene, Oregon. And then they're going to come home with a fat W, Chuck. That's what I'm going to say. Fat paycheck, fat W, BYU Cougars. So, yeah, I went there. Trademark it. All right, so the next one, we have number 13, Miami. Kind of familiar with them. At number 24, Texas A&M. Chuck, start us off. This is an intriguing matchup to me. It is, but I am going to say I, I watched uh, the Texas A&M game. Um, I'm going to give it to Texas A&M because I think they're mad. I mean, I know Miami's coming on a 2-0 win streak, but I, I'm going to give it to Texas A&M. And I, I don't like picking SEC teams. If you know me, you know that. But I think that Texas a and is going to show up mad, and uh, I think they're going to come away with a win. All right, Joseph, thoughts? 
Um, I'm going to go Miami. I thought they kind of ran like a vanilla playbook. That's kind of what the ACC Network was saying. I think Tyler Van Dyke is going to be really good against Texas A&M. And I, I do think Texas A&M will show up, man. I think it'll be a really good game. But I think Miami pulls away probably late in the game. I'll tell you, man, I think Miami got a scare last first, the first half of last week with us. And I think Texas A&M didn't get a scare. They got embarrassed. And uh, I think A&M is going to win this game. I think they're probably the more talented team anyway. Um, I just think – I think if A&M finds a way to scrap that game out last week, this you know, A&M's probably ranked higher than Miami right now. So I, I would go A&M in this one. Again, not trying to just pick an SEC school here, but – I do think A&M is the more talented team, and Jimbo Fisher usually doesn't lose two in a row. So I'm going to go Texas A&M in this one. All right, our next game. We got an in-state matchup here. Not the best matchup in the world, but it is an in-state matchup. The South Florida Bulls, who are 1-1, one one, uh, at the Florida Gators, number 18 in the country, who are also 1-1. One Joseph, thoughts? Uh, I'm going to go Florida. Uh, I don't – they jump from unranked to 12, and then they get beat by Kentucky, but I still think they're a really good team. And so I don't think this game is going to be extremely close, so I'm going to go Florida. All right. Chuck, is there going to be an upset? In no, I, I'm going to have to go with the Gators too. I think they're finally clicking. Um I was impressed last week. I think I picked them to win again. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to go with the Gators. Chomp, chomp. That's for Lauren Filippi. <laughs> Chuck knows somebody for everybody, son. Everybody's right. school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to go Florida here. Florida's actually 24-and-a-half point favorites in this game. I think I think South Florida probably covers the spread, but I'm going to say Florida wins a game. So uh, I'm going to go Florida in this one. All right, next game, we got number 22, Penn State at Auburn. Chuck, go ahead. I'm going to go with the Penn State. I mean, uh, their their offense has just been clicking. Um, So I think that they're going to go into Auburn and they're going to show why they're they're, uh, a legacy school. All right. Joseph, thoughts? I'm going to go Auburn, and I, I don't know much about either one of these teams this year, but I just think having the home field advantage, and they are 2-0 and going into the game, so I'm going to go Auburn, but that's just kind of off a limb. I don't know. All right, well, I'll tell you all, man, both teams are 2-0, and okay? Um, last year, Penn State beat Auburn. At Penn State, it was a whiteout game for Penn State, and Penn State beat them. So I'm going to say Auburn wins this game. I'm going to say they get their payback down on the Plains in Auburn, Alabama. I'm going to give it to Auburn. But I do think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Next, we have the college game. I feel like we should do this one at the end, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because that's the order I wrote it now. The actual college game day game of the week. Troy at App State. Do we have a mascot head to put on right now? That would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> Troy at App State. Chuck, take it away. 
I'm going with App State all the way. I, I think that they shut down Troy. I don't, I don't even think it's close. All right. Uh, let's go, Joseph. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think App State wins this game by a long shot. They look really good against Texas A&M, and Troy didn't look – I don't remember who they played. They didn't look great, and so I'm going with App State. Well, both teams are one and one. Um. The game is sold out. I'm seeing that right now. The game is sold out, which you would expect. Right. Uh, so I'm going to say it is App State. I think the home atmosphere is going to be electric there. Uh, I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. I think game day is going to be a lot of fun to watch that morning. Um, and I'm going to say App State walks away with this one. I don't think it's very close. I, I'm kind of on the same boat. With you guys on that one. I don't think it's very close. So next we got an in-state game here with the Sun Belt. We got Texas State at number 17, Baylor. Joseph. Um, I'm gonna go Baylor. They're coming off that loss to BYU. And Texas State looked good against FIU this past week, but I think Baylor's gonna be too much for Texas State. All right. Chuck, thoughts. I'm going to have to go opposite of Joseph, and I'm going to have to go with Texas State. Um, I think Baylor's tired already. I really do. So I'm going to go with Texas State. All right, so the Bears, the Baylor Bears are are 30-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. Yeah, this game's kind of one-sided according to Vegas there. I'm going to say I think Texas State covers the spread. I do think I they'll cover think, the spread. I don't think they win the game, but if I was a betting man, I'd bet that they cover the spread. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Baylor wins it, but I think it's a lot closer than people think it's going to be. All right. Next one, we have another in-state game for a fellow Sun Belt team, Old Dominion at Virginia. Uh, go ahead, Joseph. I like Old Dominion. I, they've already beat Virginia Tech, and so if I think if they take care of Virginia, that gives them kind of the sweep of Virginia. So I think they'll pull off an upset against Virginia. All right, Chuck. I'm going to agree with Joseph. I think uh, I think Joseph joked about this before we come on, but it's kind of like the state championship for ODU. I think they're they own Virginia. Um, I think they beat Virginia. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I'm I'm gonna pick. We're gonna go clean sweep here and take ODU. Uh, I do. I think they, I think they will be playing inspired ball for that game, and I think they're gonna come out on top here. So, give me ODU. Go Monarchs. Go get the win. Uh, lastly, we've got South Alabama at UCLA. Chuck, go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna have to go with UCLA because doesn't South Alabama go? To UCLA, right? Yeah, that's a little bit yeah. more than a hop, skip, and a jump. Down that's, a, that's a little bit. Time, time's different. Um, I, I think I give it to UCLA. I don't think by much, but I give it to UCLA. All right, Joseph. I'll go UCLA, but I will say South Alabama has looked really good. You know, yeah. I, I think we saw some polls early on like preseason saying they would finish second in the west and i was like i don't know about that but they've looked really good so far to start the season all right both teams are two and zero going into this game uh i'm gonna say ucla wins um 
Let's see. Uh, let me see if I've got the line here. This isn't showing the line for Vegas, what I'm looking at right now. But I'm going to go ahead and say that UCLA does win the game, but I do think it's going to be a well-fought game by South Al. I think it's going to be a good game to watch. Uh, but I am going to say UCLA wins the game by, we'll say, two possessions. I don't okay. think it's a crazy blowout or anything. I think it's a two-score mm-hmm. game probably. Yeah. So, and that's it for the pickums for this week. And that's pretty much it for content for the show, guys. We don't we don't ever pick the Southern Miss games. We're all picking the Eags by by right. fifty, right? That's right, exactly. So, so uh, yeah, that's that, Joseph. I had a blast tonight, man. This was fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. For sure, we'll bring you on again, man. That sounds good. Yeah, but uh, hey, before we before we sign off, I do want to say that it is National Truck Driver Appreciation Week. So um, Southern Miss football could not do what they do without having to kick a truck driver delivering all the equipment and stuff like that. So if you see a truck driver this week, buy them a cup of coffee, say thank you. Um, we appreciate all y'all do being out there on the road, away from your family, making sure we have everything we need. So if you're listening to us while you're driving, we appreciate it, and we thank you. We salute you. And Chuck, I want to throw this out there too. Uh, so obviously every week we're going to have a weekly show. It's going to come out every Friday. Listeners, mm-hmm. give you a preview of the upcoming game. Um, obviously we like to have guests on and we want people who listen to our show. We want you on. So if you're listening. Because what are we called? Everyday Eagles. So if you're listening, I guess Uncle Sam mode here, we want you. So if you're listening and you want to be on the show, uh, shoot us an email. Uh, Pate has the email address. You can shoot us a message on social Facebook. media. If you yeah. look at our social media accounts, we have our email address on there. Shoot us a message and let us know you want to be on. And we'll make it happen. Yeah. Or if you have show ideas, shoot those our way too. Stuff you want to hear or stuff you like, stuff you don't like, you know. Or, or stuff that would get you engaged. We're all ears. Right. Again, this is... The podcast for Southern Miss fans. By Southern, By Southern Miss fans. So we want we want you guys to get involved. We so. do. Like like Joseph. Joseph. You know. That's right. So all right. All right. And as always, thanks, Pate, for making us sound and look good. I think Lane gave you about fifteen homework assignments this week. So uh I hope you're able to get them all done, man. Uh Godspeed, Pate. Godspeed, Pate. Let us know if you need us to share something you know i think we can figure out how to do that um but until next week we'll see ya and as always southern miss to the top to the the top. top thanks so much for listening to this episode of the everyday eagles podcast for southern miss fans by southern miss fans for more great content and to stay up to date visit everydayeaglespodcast.com and follow us on facebook and twitter at everyday eagles podcast if you enjoyed today's episode please leave a review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on the everyday eagles podcast